Welcome to TV7 Israel's podcast. We invite you to listen and share our latest content from Israel and the region. Shalom and welcome to Editor's Note. I'm Yair Pinto, and together with me, as always, is TV7 Israel Editor-in-Chief Jonathan Hessen. How are you doing? Praise the Lord, doing well. How about yourself? Great. Good to be back here. Indeed. I've been uh, under the weather for a few days, and now it's good to be back in the in the office and continue Absolutely. our work here. Indeed. And to talk about, uh, you know, our work, it's already December now, and it's the last month of, uh, of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is a good time also for us and also for all of our the supporters around the world to think and reevaluate where do you want to invest your your time your prayer for the next season and this is what we do here now we are evaluating all the resources that we have and of course see god to see where does he want us to you know focus on what areas what programs and how much provisions do we have to do that Okay, so of course, this is a good opportunity for me to approach all of you and ask that you really seek the Lord and ask if he wants and puts on your heart to support our work here at TV7 Israel News, then you can go to a website, of course, tv7israelnews.com and make a financial donation. If there is a specific uh, program or purpose that you want your money to go to, please mention it and we will make sure it goes this way. And this is how, how we operate. It's like... Clear as that. We have the funds and we create more programs. We are a nonprofit and this is how we run things. Just very important to, to share about this. Of course, we want to start with a prayer. So if you could please join me in prayer from uh, your houses. Our Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for providing for us every day, for being able to come here and do your work. As always, we pray and we seek your guidance, God. We seek your guidance in our day-to-day work, and we seek your guidance for the big picture, for the vision of TV7 and of TFTN. We pray that you will lead us. You will bring more people to support us in prayer, in finance, and basically to allow us to grow. We pray that our programs will touch the hearts of people around the world and really Lead them closer to you. We pray that uh, uh, the people will be affected and also make a difference in their countries, in their communities, and in their families. This is what we try to do, and we need your help to do this. God, we pray for blessings uh, of health, of wisdom for our team here, for Jonathan, for the rest of our team behind the scenes. And we pray that you will bless this program and you will give us uh, your words that we will really share it with uh, the world. B'Shem Yeshua Mashiach. Amen. Well, Jonathan, uh, of course, another very eventful week. Where do you think we should uh, start? I know you said that there are a few things uh, you wanted to share before, like uh, politics and uh, geostrategic events. Indeed. Uh, I think two points. Uh, the first one, uh, tomorrow, Monday, obviously, is uh, Sinterklaas faced in the Netherlands. So, uh, uh, wishing happy holidays to everybody in uh, the Netherlands and elsewhere, celebrating Belgium and, and, and Flandre and, and others. Um, and then on Tuesday, 
we uh, have the Finnish Independence Day. Now, mm -hmm. for all that do not know, obviously, uh, we are uh, a branch of uh, Heaven TV7, uh, TV7's uh, uh, global uh, network, uh, which is headquartered in Helsinki, Finland. Uh, it also has uh, branches in Estonia and Sweden and mm -hmm. Ukraine and, and elsewhere. So... Uh, we uh, obviously are also within uh, that uh, the the broadcast schedule mm -hmm. uh, is the foundation of what we do and, and uh, of uh, our productions meaning and therefore TV7 Israel News will not broadcast on Tuesday correct yeah. uh, I think regardless uh, happy Independence Day of course ahead of time to our uh, Finnish uh, viewers uh, TV7 uh, Finland in Finland um, is truly a family. Uh, yes. It's amazing to see so many brothers and sisters throughout Finland uh, standing with us since day one. Uh, they uh, facilitated uh, initially, with God's grace, uh, the opportunity of launching TV7 Israel mm -hmm, News. Mm -hmm. And as such, uh, we're very um, uh, grateful to God for allowing this to occur in such a, a way. Uh, I think also the Independence Day of uh, Finland is quite unique. Uh, while the the October and, and March revolutions uh, at the time in 1917 in Russia uh, brought about the fall of ultimately uh, the the whites or the, the Tsarist Russia, yes. um, what basically ensued following the establishment of the provisional government in St. Petersburg, which was back then the capital, not Moscow, uh, Many people might confuse it on that. Um, Finland was the only one, if I'm not mistaken, that managed to declare independence out of that situation. Now, Russia was allowing for that under the Bolshevik rule because uh, the communists were certain and they were also facilitating uh, red brigades, uh, communist brigades throughout the different countries, which later were uh, known as the, the Warsaw Pact, so, you know, Poland, Hungary, and all those different countries, uh, since they had their, their compatriots um, getting yeah. ready to basically take over uh, in one way or another. Finland uh, was quite unique in the, the sense that, uh, first of all, Germany was very helpful in... in uh, helping uh, with uh, defense of uh, the whites, particularly. Uh, and at some point, even Finland uh, decided to um, crown a king from Germany. And it would have been so if the Germans didn't lose World War One. So uh, <laughs> events always, you know, uh, occur and then things happen mm -hmm. in different directions. But ultimately... Uh, the whites won, uh, thank God, and, and the communists uh, were um, uh, kicked out. Of course, after that, there was the Winter War and, and other uh, angles of that. The father of uh, my good friend, General uh, Gustav Hegland, uh, was the commander of the 27th um, um, Battalion or, or uh, uh, Jager uh, Brigade, actually. Uh, and they, they managed to defeat quite the vital battles uh, to overwhelm the, the communists <clears throat> at the time. So history always is very important to study it, uh, I believe, because if we don't study 
from history, we don't learn its conclusions. And if we don't acquire the, the lessons that need to be learned, yes. not can be learned, but need to be learned from the various uh, events that occur throughout history, ultimately history will repeat itself in one way or another yeah, uh, to the detriment of humanity rather than uh, its uh, betterment and ultimately uh, the, the foundation. Uh, you know, when we look at, at uh, Finland, the foundation of Finland is Christian. Uh, as uh, the, we know, the communists banned Christianity pretty much, and they were very uh, zealous against any form of religion. Uh, so there was a war between, you know, uh, those who were willing to maintain the faith and those who uh, sought to root it out in mm-hmm. uh, the form of a new religion, basically. They, uh, I, I truly believe that Marxism and, and communism yeah is a religion we have this battle also today absolutely see. absolutely it never stopped mm-hmm. it never stopped um you know i i was communicating with president Václav klaus of uh, the czech republic uh who uh, back in the day uh, whose son was part of the velvet um, um, revolution or the velvet uh, uprising uh, he was as well and he was the first finance minister in Czechoslovakia following the fall of communism. And mm-hmm. um, he sent me a speech uh, of just a couple of days ago where he was in, in Hungary for a few events. And he says communism did not fall. You know, it imploded by itself. But uh, the essence of communism, the essence of uh, the post-democratic societies uh, where people are pretty much anarchists Mm -hmm. these days, uh, has culminated once more in various forms. Um, The hypocrisy that rages throughout the world, by the way, here also in Israel, in different forms and fashions, of course, but unfortunately, wokeism is not uh, strange to Israeli society in a Mm -hmm. certain part of society, of course, since the majority of Israelis remain traditional and very um, adamant on that, those traditions. It is becoming more and more dominant in so many societies. Uh, if I take uh, the Netherlands as a case study, since I study the Netherlands uh, quite extensively, you know, they have decided in order to fulfill the quotas for uh, so-called, you know, the climate um, facade of, of the European Union to try mm-hmm. and diminish everything to zero in Europe, while China holds more than 37% of all emissions worldwide, and this is only the recorded emissions yeah, from definitely. that angle, um, they need to close 3,000 farms of farmers of hundreds of generations, you know, um, they are building tribu- uh, turbines and sun panels on forest reserves. Well, where's the the logic in there? You yeah, know? yeah, and you lose you lose the point definitely. The the idea here, and and this becomes more and more apparent. Uh, people do not in in government, okay, part of the the green parties and so on and so forth, and don't. Um, I think it's important not to take my words in the wrong fashion. I do think that there is an issue uh, with when it comes to the whole essence of global warming. I just am skeptical 
following extensive studies uh, on this matter, that humanity has a lot to contribute to the shift unless China and Russia and, and Iran and join, all those join, join in. in. Uh, and you can take, you know, the COVID years as an example at a time when there were zero to none emissions, you know, all vehicles were pretty much uh, uh, stationary and uh, for extensive periods. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the graphs, there is no change whatsoever uh-huh. you know so uh, you look at those things and you ask yourself okay I, i'm not a scientist uh it was maybe a, a, a brief uh, thought of mine to pursue a certain uh, career while i was still a teenager but ultimately all you need is logic to look at the reality and to see things are just not right Cynicism is utilized too often. Rhetoric and just going with the flow. Yeah, Most of those politicians, they go with the trends. Why? Because it's popular. And ultimately within democratic societies, whatever is popular ultimately draws more support. So they'll stay in government. They're warming their seats, so to speak, instead of looking at the issues as it should happen, mm-hmm. looking at reality as it should happen, and ultimately come to a point uh, where leaders need to say enough is enough. We have a responsibility to take care of our people. Mm-hmm. Every nation for itself, to, cop- to uh, cooperate together, yes, but not diminish national sovereignty mm-hmm. uh, in which you then fail to take care of your own people uh, for the sake of uh, foreign entities and institutions that have just, you know, their own conceptual ideals in mind Mm -hmm. uh, and its heart. And ultimately, when I look at Europe today, and unfortunately, um, the situation there is not good, uh, I see that uh, leadership in most instances, there are a select few that are uh, still trying to maintain truth uh, at the core, Um, but most leaders are just as cynically woke as it can get uh and uh, they just do it as you know time progresses you look at it and you, you ask yourself where does a a alternate reality take shape in the mindset of those leaders when reality at play is so dangerous you know people who pay just Several months ago, they paid for gas and electricity, uh, some 100 euros, 150 euros. Now they end up paying 900 and 1,500 uh, euros. I mean, people won't be able to survive this winter if this continues. And unfortunately, not enough is being done. Uh, Inflation is staggering, obviously. And, uh, you know, with all of this, ultimately, when we look at Israel, Israel is in the midst of a transition. Um, it is faced with multiple threats. Transition of governments. Of governments, of uh, leaderships in, in military institutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the IDF chief of general staff, Aviv Kochavi, is due to be replaced by Helzia Levi, mm-hmm. uh, the former deputy chief of general staff. He's no longer at that position since he was replaced to allow him to basically prepare prepare his new deputy for the near future. He's uh, due to assume office in January. Um, A very intellectual uh, general, 
but uh, capable. We can uh, we can very trust very capable, them. and uh, for the first time in the IDF's history, religious. Mm-hmm. So he's the first one among all generals uh, or chiefs of general staff to wear a, a kippa, a yamuka. Really, you know, <laughs> um, to grow up in a uh, religious upbringing, so to speak, Jewish religious, of course. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the the biblical norms and values are not strange to him. Um, with that being said, of course, the government currently of Netanyahu is going to be a very interesting government. There is a lot of concern uh, amongst many practitioners here in Israel and also abroad mm-hmm. about the new composition. Um, Netanyahu will have to deal with many challenges, domestically speaking, uh, which will come at the expense of foreign policy. Um, and unfortunately, you know, when there's bickering in-house uh, within a camp that many people try to portray it as if all those different uh, parties Parking. that are uniting with Netanyahu are like-minded, you know, conservative, so on and so forth. That That's is a not lie. The case. That's not the no. case. Uh, they have very different ideas of how Israel should look like, contrasting even um, the ultra-nationalist uh, uh, Zionist factions, uh, including uh, the, the party of Bezalel Smotrich and Itamar Ben-Gvir, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, uh, those different individuals. Their populations hate, and I'm not using this word lightly, they hate the ultra-Orthodox yeah. and vice versa. It goes both ways. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, there are different streams of Judaism within those different parties. And they're right now, the main battle is about uh, the uh, parliamentary committee for religious services. They all demand it because this is going to dictate how religious services are going to take place in Israel. Basically, who, who is Jewish and who is not Jewish and not who only, gets the money? Uh, who is going to um, decide, basically, well, who gets the money, obviously, but <laughs> who is going to decide and dictate the, the <clears throat> plain interpretations of how Judaism should be uh, then practiced, uh, practiced in, in one way or another. So this is going to basically form a certain rivalry within the new government mm-hmm. on uh, how Judaism should be interpreted. Uh, just to um, make it simple for all that are watching us right now, excuse me, take uh, the streams of Christianity. Yeah. You put... Uh, in the same room, a Catholic, okay, a Roman Catholic, a Catholic, a, a Greek Orthodox, a, 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 you know, a Baptist and a Pentecost and, and non-denominational and uh, let them now communicate of how they interpret Christianity to be brought or to be serviced to the general public, uh, of course, in the United States, there is a clear separation between church and state. Mm-hmm. So in the Netherlands, in other countries, however, there is not, you know, for instance, yeah. in the UK and elsewhere, it is one and the same. So ultimately, you look at those uh, angles um, for Israel as the nation state of the Jewish people, 
and you ask yourself, okay, where is this going to head? It's a big issue, definitely. Uh, so this is just one of the issues that we're talking about. Of course, Itamal Benville, um, who I, I really am, am concerned by all that he is demanding, um, not only for the Christian minority in the state, um, as he has supported and supports um, organizations that are uh, vigorously opposed to Christianity and, and yeah, and prosecute uh, they prosecute messianic Jews actively and, prosecute yeah. messianic Jews. Um, you look at at their new you know actions, um, and he is going to be the next minister for internal security. Basically, he's going to command the police. Now, for decades, the border police forces in Judea and Samaria. Magava Yosh, we call it, mm-hmm. were Tough Bay under the command of the IDF in order to enable the IDF to fulfill its missions of ensuring security throughout uh, the West Bank territories, basically, so Judea, Samaria, and the Jordan Valley, mm-hmm. um, of course, other areas as well. Now, he is demanding as part of his portfolio to retract those border police um, forces, which are very capable. All of them? All of them from Judea and Samaria, and to return the command under the police. Mm-hmm. Okay, What basically this means, uh, other than operationally changing something that has worked very efficiently for years, it means now that the um, IDF, without an increase of budget, will have to call up uh, several battalions every month in order to fill the gap, okay? And then this is going to cost more money. This is going to demand... Uh, training. That, yeah. Well, uh, there is no time for training for uh, to fulfill all this. So what is basically going to happen, they're going to be trained for a very brief period of time and then sent into the field, which is uh, going to probably cost us with uh, um, the life of soldiers because the border police forces, those are drafted soldiers who have just gone through a very vigorous training um, capable in, in counterterrorism, in, in um, you know, uh, warfare in, in multiple scenarios and also have to a, a lesser degree uh, the ability to, you know, to enforce because they are a police unit. Yes. So it allows them to have all kind of, of legal rights, which the IDF does not have. So there are a lot of ramifications to his appointment. Uh, again, I, I don't envy Netanyahu in his current position to try and form a government coalition that even his Likud party does not have the same values and ideals as the various parties that it needs yeah, to that, that uh, contend with. Um, nevertheless, ultimately, when we're looking at the big picture, we know that God is in control. You think that this government will uh, will last for four years? I I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that it's going to be very difficult because of of uh, the uh, and and I again I don't take those words lightly, but because of the extreme nature of certain elements within this new government, um, it's going to make Netanyahu look as a leftist. And uh, to that degree, okay, uh, in their eyes, of course, and in the eyes yes. of their followers, um, time will tell 
you know, I'm, I'm no prophet. What I can analyze is what we see and what we observe um, from my conversations with members of the Likud party. Uh, they're dissatisfied with the current uh, situation. Of course, uh, it was uh, forced upon them to a certain degree because many of the right-wing partners of the past, which were seemingly alienated uh, in quarrelsome situations between Netanyahu particularly yeah. and party heads uh, that uh, are also defined as revisionist, right-wing, conservative, yeah. or neoconservative. But more aligned with the vision of the More the aligned. Well, they sprouted out of the Likud. Exactly. You know, yeah. um, they go to the opposition. Suddenly, they're not willing to sit with uh, the, the natural partner that they had for so many years. So I, I really think that we need to be praying for Jerusalem, for the leadership in Jerusalem, um, that uh, they will not only hear, but also heed uh, God's calling on their lives. And at the same time, we, we need to realize that when we look at the big picture, we need to zoom out, always zoom out, look at the map, try to understand based on what we're communicating, of course, on Israel News and Jerusalem Studio mm -hmm. and, and our different programs, understand the shifts, understand the impact that uh, are um, taking form, basically, in one way or another um, on the peace of Jerusalem. Yeah. You know, and again, our, our comfort and confidence is, is only in the Lord and should remain as such. And without him, we... Uh, would have been uh, realizing that we're living in a pretty depressing reality these days. No, definitely, yeah. If you just look at, uh, at the news as we do, it's very hard not to focus on the negative human nature and atrocities that we see around the okay. world. But, you know, it's always important to remember that God is in control, as we say, and he gives us these little, you know, glimpses of hope, miracles, each of us. And just the work here that we do in TV7 is an example of, you know, growing to 10 productions to, through the time of the COVID with mm. all the hardships and all the sanctions is an example of God's uh, miracle and faithfulness to his vision. Mm -hmm. And I believe that uh, in each and everybody's life, there is this thing that God is helping us with. But, uh, you know, time is running short. So, what's the one last sentence? I think uh, we need to focus for the weeks ahead on a few mm -hmm. things. One is obviously the political uh, situation in Israel. We will communicate about it more once mm -hmm. the government is formed. I think that all this bickering is, is pretty much redundant at this stage. Just we need to know that we need to pray for them. Mm -hmm. um, we need to look at Syria. We need to look at Syria quite uh, with focus on that as Turkey is about. <clears throat> or about it's uh, uh, already invading uh, uh, offensive capabilities are being utilized uh, against uh, Kurdish uh, uh, militias there mm -hmm. um, we will have uh, of course we had last Friday this uh, program about the situation uh, trying to understand the, the Turkish narrative in this uh, story uh, and then Iran Iran we need to focus Definitely. on that it's amassing troops still amassing troops on its border with Iraq um, it wouldn't be um, surprising if Iran invaded Iraq at some point uh, in the near future. But of course, uh, we'll have to continue to observe and uh, pray. Continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for the salvation of Israel, 
God is good and, and his mercy endureth forever. Amen. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Peter. And thank you to all of our extended family. We'll see you next time for another episode of Editor's Note. Thank you for joining us in another TV7 Israel podcast. For more content, visit our website at tv7israelnews.com or follow us on social media.